It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. I don't think it's fair. The video that Raiders media put out about Gus Bradley and his defense, I don't think it's fair. We're going to talk about that and fairness to coaches in general. The Pacers, they don't have to completely rebuild because I think that they've got enough assets, not right now, but with one more deal to be a player this offseason which will mean they're going to be players next season in the Eastern Conference because that Eastern Conference can be had, and it'll be able to be had next year. The Nets are nothing. Don't worry about the Nets. Indiana, they got to win tomorrow night. If they don't win tomorrow night, things could start to wobble in an awful way, and we've been through too many bad Februarys already. This is Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling. For Monday, February 7th, 2022, we're brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. They installed our hot water heater. They installed our garbage disposal. They checked out our sump pump. They are great at what they do. Call Johnson's Plumbing today for all your plumbing needs. Absolutely trust them. I wouldn't tell you about them otherwise. 765-610-8809 is the number. Hit subscribe. Punch like. Let's go. Let's talk about sports. Here's the thing. Gus Bradley, there's a video of Gus Bradley's cover three defense as he kind of installed it with the Las Vegas Raiders this past season. And in the video, the guy talks about how he hates the cover three, which is kind of what Gus Bradley is known for. It separates the defensive backfield into thirds. You've got two cornerbacks who are each responsible for their side, right? And then you've got a safety, a free safety, who's sort of responsible for the middle. And if any of them get beat, it's big trouble. So what they show in the video is a wide receiver runs kind of a hitch and go, and the quarterback bites, and the receiver blows by him, and it's a a gain of like 45. This is what drives this person nuts about the cover three. Well, I mean, what? You show a bad play by a cornerback, and all of a sudden the defensive coordinator is at fault. The scheme is clearly the culprit here. 
right now. It's quarterback. Quarterback bid on a bad fake. Guy goes by him. He's by himself. That's football. That's If that guy had bit, the quarterback had thrown, it had been intercepted. It would have been a great play by the quarterback. It wouldn't have been a great scheme by Gus Bradley. And so I was thinking, this happens all the time, and it happened with Matt Eberflus, where we would sit in judgment constantly uh, about Matt Eberflus's scheme as a defensive coordinator, where it seemed like the idea was to keep the defense on the field as long as possible because with every play, there was a chance to generate a turnover. So it was like, let's, let's keep our defense on the field and allow the offense to churn first down after first down after first down. Third and 12, no big deal. We're going to step back to 16 yards and let them convert. And then they're going to get another three plays where we might turn over the football. Of course, this isn't what he really wanted. Of course, you know, there's nothing wrong with a punt. But it was kind of like that's what Matt Eberflus was trying to do. So in the fourth quarter of a bunch of games, that defense was gassed. And it drove us crazy. There was nothing aggressive about it. There was nothing that was like, okay, this is our line in the sand. We're going to attack your ass now. We are going to put you down. We are going to assert ourselves. We are going to win that game right to hell now. There was none of that with Matt Eberflus. Drove us crazy. Were we fair to Matt Eberflus? Got to tell you the truth. I don't even care. It doesn't matter. He's not the defensive coordinator anymore. Gus Bradley is going to be a better version of a defensive coordinator, and the staff is going to be better than what the Colts had last year. Now, is that fair or not? I, I think it is fair. I think that what the Raiders people, the Raiders media people, in showing these isolated pieces of videotape where the cover three really didn't work out too well because of manpower issues, I think that's nonsense. And I, I think that it's nonsense. We all watched, well, if you're an Indiana fan, you watched Indiana get pummeled. They got walked, right? Straight walked by Illinois over the weekend. Not a good game. 74-57 is not a high-quality score for the Hoosiers. That's not competitive at Simon Scott Assembly Hall, and they have to at least be competitive at Assembly Hall, and they weren't in the second half. First half, they played really well. Second half, they were terrible. Now, does that reflect poorly upon Mike Woodson, or is that Illinois waking the hell up, making an adjustment or two, and asserting itself with superior talent? I would argue it's the latter, right? Kofi Coburn was the best player on the floor. Trent Frazier was the second best player on the floor. Illinois is really good. Indiana is not there yet. Now, that doesn't. Indiana beat Purdue at Assembly Hall. Then they went to Maryland and they won that game. And because they lost to a superior team that is in kind of this battle royale, which is going to come to a head tomorrow night in a really, really cool way between Purdue and Illinois for the top spot in the Big Ten, because they lose to one of the best two teams in the Big Ten. Mike Woodson is an idiot, and the college game has eluded him, and he doesn't understand college kids. He's too old at the age of 63, and, and his schemes are stupid in college, and he's just a buffoon. That's crazy. That's not... That, that's not putting facts together to, like, 
congeal into a legitimate perspective. It's just not. It's silly is what it is. So don't think that stuff. Indiana, they've got to win tomorrow night against Northwestern. And they should win tomorrow night against Northwestern. But they got to because the following three games are at Michigan State, at Assembly Hall against Wisconsin, the aging Badgers. What we've got to hope is that Brad Davison finally starts playing his age. Yeah, he moves around. He's got knees of like a 58-year-old. He's like the late Tommy Heinsohn out there. I saw him in an old-timers game kind of clomping around uh, about 20 years ago. I was like, my God, what's happening? This is just sad. That's what it's like with Brad Davison. Brad Davison is older than the hills, and and he's moving around very clunkily. He's probably going to have his knees replaced sometime this offseason. He's on on the doorstep of 40 years of age. Not really. But he's been in the Big Ten way too damn long. Wisconsin is going to be a tough out at Assembly Hall. And then you go to Columbus, Ohio to play Chris Holtman's uh, Ohio State Buckeyes. That's a tough grind. That's three games where, man, if you win one of those, you're really, really fortunate. You're really playing good basketball, right? That's why you've got to beat Northwestern. Seven and five right now in the Big Ten. They win tomorrow night. They get it to eight and five in the Big Ten. Win one of the following three. You're nine and seven, and you feel really good about being ten and ten at worst entering the Big Ten tournament, and probably eleven and nine or twelve and eight. That's how you get to the NCAA tournament. If you lose this game tomorrow, then all of a sudden that Michigan State game, if that becomes a loss. That's three L's in a row. Then you got Wisconsin. That'd be four L's in a row if they can't win that game. Then you got Ohio State. And all of a sudden, this thing can get kind of wobbly. And the momentum down in Bloomington goes from being really, really positive to being really, really not positive. Tomorrow night is huge for the Hoosiers, right? How about the Pacers? Pacers made a deal yesterday. And we know we at this point, we really don't care whether they win or lose. We root for them to win. We kind of got a smile on, their fa- on our faces when they lose, too, because it's good for the draft pick. And we've never been in this position, not since 1989, have the Pacers been in this position where they get to lose to win. They've never tanked, ever. They have not drafted in the top nine single-digit draft selection in the first round. They haven't drafted there since 1989. They took George McLeod. George McLeod, he's on the doorstep of 60. He's really old, right? So that, that's kind of what this team has avoided for so long, and now they're kind of embracing it. But they don't need to take it down to the studs. What they've got is the core of a really good young basketball team. And if they keep that core together, and I'm talking about Sabonis, and Brogdon, because he can't be dealt anyway, so there's no point in even talking about him being dealt. Duarte, Isaiah Jackson, and then all the stuff that they got yesterday for trading Karis LeVert, plus they got the Ricky Rubio contract that comes off the books at the end of the season, and in free agency for the first time in a long time, the Pacers can be a player. So here's what, they, what they've got. If they trade Miles Turner to the Hornets 
and they get the Hornets first round draft pick, which I think they still have control over. That would be right now number 15. If they could get the 15th overall pick, plus it looks like they're going to have a pick in the top five, if not the top three, plus their second round pick, plus the Cavaliers' first round pick, which looks like it's going to nestle someplace 20 to 24, plus the Houston second round pick that the Cavs conveyed to the Pacers along with their first round pick. That looks like it's going to be 33-ish, 32, somewhere in there. You've got a lot of ballast that you can use to build that roster for the future. You can turn this thing around really, really quickly. You can go get a, a, a dynamic free agent. You're going to be able to get a top five guy in the draft. You've got Duarte, you've got Jackson, you've got Sabonis, you've got Brogdon. You can maybe package... 31, 33, and 22, and move into the latter stages of the lottery, you got a chance to have, let's say, number three, number 13, and number 15 in this year's draft, plus the two first-round draft picks last year, plus Sabonis, plus Brogdon, plus Holiday, plus McConnell, and all of a sudden, you're looking pretty good if you're the Indiana Pacers. This thing can pivot very, very quickly for the Pacers. T.J. Warren's going to come off the books. Jeremy Lamb is going to come off the books. Ricky Rubio comes off the books. And all of a sudden, you're in a very, very dynamic position if you're Kevin Pritchard. And that could get very cool very quickly in a way that the Pacers really never have because all they've ever done is evolve, right? They've never really rebuilt. This can be a rebuild on the fly that's done like that. And that Victor Oladipo trade and the trade prior to that, the Paul George trade, these two trades just keep bringing additional assets to the Pacers that they're going to be able to use at their whim to get this thing right. I cannot wait to see what it looks like. But what I really can't... This is a cool time to be a sports fan here in central Indiana. I think the Hoosiers are going to get nothing but better over the next couple of years. Colts are going to be better immediately. Even if they run this thing back with Wentz, they're going to be better immediately. And, and our, uh, our friend Dan Dockich kind of asked people on Twitter today, would you trade Jonathan Taylor for Cooper Cup right now straight up? you damn right you would. You would do it in a minute because the wide receiver position at the level it's being played by Cooper Cup is going to win you more games than Jonathan Taylor is going to win you at running back. Jonathan Taylor likely just had the year of his career. Cooper Cup may have also, but Cooper Cup is a guy at a position that wins you games in bulk, wins you playoff games, and gets you to a Super Bowl, and we have seen that. If you have Michael Pittman Jr. and Cooper Cup, you got a shot. Jonathan Taylor, I love Jonathan Taylor, right? Great dude, great running back, wonderful. But is he a guy who's going to take you to the Super Bowl? He would be the first since 1998 if he did it. As a real bell cow running back, Terrell Davis and Jamal Anderson, the last two guys who did it. So... That's kind of where you're at. If you could trade Jonathan Taylor for Cooper Cup, yes, please, despite the fact that we 
absolutely love Jonathan Taylor, and we'd love to see him toil for the Colts for another eight, nine years, break records, be a Ring of Honor guy. But if you can go get Cooper Cup, you go get Cooper Cup. Colts are going to be much better with Gus Bradley. Pacers going to be better with however they cobble this thing together. I'm so happy for Kevin Pritchard, who's got a chance to kind of get this thing right, finally, instead of pushing, kicking the can down the road year after year after year with mediocres after mediocres after mediocres. I think this is going to get real fun, real fast. Can't wait. Breakfast with Kent tomorrow again. Hit subscribe. Ring the bell. Let's go. Talking about sports twice a day. I can't wait to do this again tomorrow. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.